Welcome to the Uncle Hack Podcast, where dudes pretty much just talk dude shit. There it is. Oh, it's great being loved wherever you go, isn't it? You walk into the studio, people are clapping. People are clapping. They're loving the pod these days. I'm hearing that. Love the podcast. That's what we love to hear. You know, that means uh, maybe this maybe this little pod is grabbing a gear. Maybe, maybe I've read a book, you know? My intelligence levels are peaking. We're the V12 of critical thinking over here. I don't know what that means. You can figure it out, right? Anyways, <clears throat> upcoming stand-up dates. You can catch me live with Sam Walker and Brett Forte, November 12th, Edmonton, Alberta, November 18th, Austin, Texas, November 22nd, Round Rock, Texas, December 3rd, Plano, Texas, December 29th, Red Deer, Alberta, just added February 9th and 10th in Thunder Bay, February 16th and 17th in Niagara Falls, February 22nd in Fredericton, Fredericton, New Brunswick, February 23rd, St. John's, New Brunswick, or St. John's, sorry, and February 29th and March 2nd in Winnipeg, Manitoba. That's right. We're finally going to Winnipeg. I hear it all the time. When you coming to, when you coming to Manitoba, bro? I guess we finally are. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm I'm kidding. Who wouldn't want to go to the murder murder capital of the country? You know? Who wouldn't want to go there? Who wouldn't want to go to the one place? I don't understand that city, Winnipeg. You're the murder capital of Canada, yet there is a, there's an existence of woke culture there as well. Like You would think the fear of those individuals that probably despise you the most and are willing to kill would be the last place you'd want to bring that ideology to, but somehow they get away with it. That's why, you know, I believe that the water supply across North America has been tampered with to the point where we don't know what the hell is up or down. You know, we've been fluoridated to the point where our brains are incapable of any sort of thought. And I'm right along. I've drank the tap water from time to time. You know what? I load up a glass of tap water if, if it's not a nice uh, no-name brand sparkling water as i'm having right here on the podcast right that's that's where i'm at now i don't understand it i don't get it i'm a confused individual at most times you know i i'm trying my best to understand the the progression of us as human beings but it becomes difficult when i watch the mass majority throw their opinions out in the air, and I, and I, I soak these in. I like, because I need content for this podcast, right? People throw things on the internet. I'd imagine I've been used as an example 
to prove many points. It's like, this is how you shouldn't act. This isn't how you shouldn't be. And uh, to prove that point, um, none other than Antifa Red Deer, of all places, you know, again, another one of these, you look at it and you think to yourself, is it, am I being trolled? You know, Forte sends me a screenshot of this and we know on this podcast, I'm a big fan of doctoring things and throwing it around on the internet to dupe the public, you know? I'm a big fan of that, but Red Deer Antifa tweets this on October 27th that I didn't see it until the other day. Normally, I'm on top of this kind of activity, but I must be slacking. But they they say, or this is what they tweet, Red Deer Antifa, quick reminder that these danger cats, in quotations, clowns are just a bunch of racist assholes. Pretty cool they have a sold-out show at the Comedy Cave in Calgary on the 29th, as if it was like a call to arms to get the comrades out, you know, it would be, it's pretty cool that they have that there as if like, I'm supposed to be tear. I didn't even see this until the show was done. That would have been the perfect time to ambush me if I'm being quite honest, but Red Deer Antifa, you know, slow moving people, I assume very, uh, carb loaded individuals, you know, so it must take them to, uh, a moment to get to the location that they need to be to protest. And nobody was there. And if they were there, then that implies that they bought tickets to the show. And then the fun thing, and maybe they were going to catch us and be like, oh, I'll get them, I'll record some of their little comedy. But the fun thing about us, if you've been to the show, we lock up the phones. And a lot of guys like that. A lot of dudes out there like that because it's like, uh, I, one guy said to me, he was like, dude, can I keep my phone in this bag for the rest of the night? I'm not leaving the bar, but can I just, then I have an excuse for when the old lady's trying to get a, hold of me that look at these guys locked up my phones and then I couldn't find them. And I said, absolutely. You can use me as an excuse. 120%. But this, this is disturbing. You know, if you're going to have a call to arms and nobody shows up, how am I supposed to feel threatened? You know? And the disturbing part is, is I think they confuse me for Sam a lot. So I don't know if that's that's good or bad. It's probably great for Sam seeing I am younger than him and, and bad for me in, in terms of age-wise. But in overall looks, it must mean that me and him are somewhat just... Or somewhat. What are you talking about? We are just handsome devils. We are just heartthrobs of the generation. Red Deer Antifa. Why of all places in Red Deer? For those that don't know where Red Deer is... Uh, the only way I can describe it is like if if you were to leave your door unlocked with the keys in it, the only thing that would be stolen are loose cigarettes and change. They wouldn't steal the vehicle. Not exactly, you know, I'm not saying everybody in Red Deer, they do get a bad rep, uh, reputation. It's it's an oil field town, if that helps, very blue collar, you know. It has its perks, right? You know, very Danger Cat-esque. Good town. And if you take me shitting on Red Deer as a negative, you're an asshole. I love a town like that. I love a messed up city. In sixth gear. 
with no plans of going anywhere specific. I love me a town like that, you know? Because you're, you're in store for a good time. You're in store for a very good evening with individuals like that. With zero care in the world, you know, we'll get our hands on some drugs. Maybe we'll rob a liquor store. Maybe we might just have a night in snorting fentanyl. We don't know yet. It's, it's dealer's choice at this point, uh, moment in the game. But Red Deer Antifa. I can't imagine that uh, they organize well. I can't imagine that, it, it, you know, they're, they're in enemy territory. You know? These folks, these folks that decided to join arms with other anti-fascists in Red Deer, I can only imagine the type of individual that is, you know? It's kind of like a person that can't afford the expansion pack in D&D, so you got to go to a much cheaper solution to, you know, kill a little bit of time on this earth. Feel like you're a part of something. And I don't know if, uh, you know, if I was at my wit's end and it was like, hey, you know, you could be, you could be an Antifa member or you could be a, particip- a participating member of the maids program. I'm probably leaning a little more towards the maids, you know? I'm probably thinking to myself, yeah, inject me. I don't know how many folks I can hang around that, uh, you know, sweat when they eat. But I do appreciate posts like this. Because here's the thing. I, I, I don't think that these guys have quite understood that their moment of hoorahing is kind of over. Is that any time that they try to take down somebody or, or make it make their presence known as if I'm supposed to be scared is, is, is completely opposite, you know? And any time they like try to disturb what you're up to, you know? These are people that don't create anything is what, and I know I'm taking like, I'm looking, but I find it hilarious that it took this long for them to, for, for me to get on their radar. And the time that it took is like the pendulum is now swinging the other way. We're kind of tired of this behavior. We're kind of over this behavior. We're kind of this grandstanding that it, that took place of crackers throughout countries that, you know, these these folks that don't necessarily have black friends were out there with their fists up for BLM. They were linking arms and going to these small towns, which is hilarious because I, I, I found this, uh, there's an image and I wanted to see like Red Deer Antifa. What do they look like? And the first image that you see is quite funny is, uh, it is a, oops, get the hell back here, buddy, buddy old guy. Red Deer Antifa. Let's expand that. Let's open this image in it. So, there we go. This image is, is hilarious. So the image shown here is, uh, you know, what I would describe as your typical oil field guy. You know, backwards, flex foot hat, uh, the safety glasses, 
as sun, being used as as sunglasses. There's three individuals here, and uh, you you know the folks that are like overweight metalheads. Exactly what you would think as an anti. There, he's getting hit in the head or pushed in the head by a gentleman who looks like he does steroids and brags about his lift kit on a Duramax. Yeah, I, I hope I'm describing this well to the listeners. You know, fat metalheads, neck beard, cannibal corpse shirt on. You know, this is their way of like giving back to the community. Is is showing up in these guys that that. Uh, are are much physically much more physically fit than these individuals will ever be decide to pick shit you know that's what i like about this indoctrination or shit is you got people believing that they're superheroes and then they come against like these guys that you know drag fucking four inch hose around a yard all day long you know being on a fucking vac truck and they got muscle mass you know they got they they fight they fight one another when they're bored they have combat experience but these guys you know they read an anti-fascist novel and the next thing you know they got in their head that the the the, the comrades are here and we're going to take over a little bit and they clash with these individuals and realize like we got to go back to the drawing board like stat this is not working i'm getting my ass kicked wherever i go this isn't good and and to think that like I know I'm going off on this, but it, it, it's it's great. This is good. when they go out and try to paint guys like me or Danger Cats in a bad light. Is people despise them more than they'll ever hate us because we're not going. You know, we go out, we sell tickets to a show that people want to go to and see. We're not going out in public with signs and screaming at people that they're you know, transphobic because they, they refuse to, I don't know, put a gender neutral bathroom in a McDonald's, you know? So these people garner all the hatred from those that would like me and help. And when they like people will hate, follow them. And then something that they would hate, they might like us. So then we garner more fans and this gets a little more attention and eyeballs on us. So quite honestly, the best thing you could do to people like me that don't want the attention is to just stay silent about it. But they haven't realized that because, you know, you got a grandstand that you're a wonderful individual. You're putting your foot down. You're fighting racism because some dickhead made an off color joke on stage. <laughs> so you kind of look like a dick. You, you look like a complete asshole. And it makes me look better, and then I get I get a, I get some form of content out of that, and and I get to come on this podcast and complain about fat losers that that look like they hang out front of a GameStop like Jay and Silent Bob, you know. And here I sit before you, unscathed. I find that hilarious in the messaging of uh, of those individuals throwing that up. It is great. It is fun, you know. I I don't mind being the disliked individual from these this these characters. You know, uh, the one comment having wow losers, they're such goofs. They were at coots and shit, is one of the responses. And and it, you know, I like that this guy has the audacity to fucking put his profile picture very autistic looking, the meow division. 
cat people. That is a great way of describing cat people. Spend a lot of time indoors. Ink drinker. The cologne you always wear is totally without nuance. Diane Chambers. You got to have a good quote, you know, something that, that in your bio to, to make people like, it, it, it's almost like a thought provoking quote. So it, in a way you're like, look at, I have an IQ that's higher than most riggers. And it's like, listen, your cat has a fucking higher IQ than most riggers. Okay. These guys just realize that, you know, this is all that's left, you know, sports never went anywhere. Love to party, love to go out, love to have extraordinarily expensive things for, you know, the means of income that they have and an abundance of those things finance to the gills and the only way they could they could make that happen is going and, and working this grueling job that compensates them well for what they do because their brain is not going to get them very far in life and it upsets folks like this that think that the the person that and I'm not I'm not slighting any job a job is a job okay a job is a job but somebody who pours coffees deserves the same wage as somebody who is right next to a wellhead that could blow up at any moment. And it's like, well, the espresso machine at any moment could blow, but we got to live in a communist state and I'm fighting fascism right from my couch with my cat right beside me. Very fun people. Very fun people. They are... I can only imagine the this, this scent... What, what I wonder what the total numbers are in Red Deer Antifa, and if they gather and like plan like big takedowns, you know, we're this week, boys, gals, we're gonna gather together, okay? And our duty, our service, is being members in Antifa. We are going to guard. The rainbow uh, crosswalk that's downtown. That'll be our civil duties and our payment back to have for the city allowing this organization to exist inside this county, inside of this city. And we will protect that sidewalk from sunup to sundown and all in between there to ensure that the gays can feel safe that they have a crosswalk. <laughs> and then some dickhead comes around on, in, a, in his Duramax, like uh, the guys I was describing earlier, and they just lay a big burnout on that sucker. And these guys got to try and catch him on a fucking, on a Razor scooter. <laughs> Quick to the Dodge Neon. I just found that fun. I found that fun in, in the messaging in there. There was like a little cryptic message as a, a call to arms to all the comrades to come down to the comedy cave and ensure everybody has a bit. And quite honestly, the sad thing is, is we kind of encourage that behavior. And if you think you can disrupt a show more than the drunks of white court, you're out of your mind. 
if you need folks to be like crisis actors, you know, throw some drinks in in uh, the population of White Court and ship them to wherever you need. They will cause a disruptance like no other. The first time we went through there, my God, you bring out the piss willies of White Court. They'll do more damage to a downtown than any uh, any BLM protest could ever do. Those guys were fucking hammered. They're showing their asshole to Sam Walker. One guy's getting into, they're throwing beer on one. It was a complete dogfight the first time we went through that town. So if, if you think Red Deer Antifa scares us, no. The alcoholics of White Court put me on my heels. My Lord. Maybe we got to set up like a little bit of a wrestling match for the December 29th show and get uh, Antifa down there. Maybe they do a set. We should offer them a guest spot and they can come educate the audience and see how well, you know, that would actually be quite funny. Put that in your calendars if you're in the Alberta area. We might have Antifa coming through. They'd be, I, I doubt they would show up because it seems like, you know, I'm duping them into getting their ass kicked. But I don't know. I'm, kind of, I'm to the age now where it's, I don't, I don't necessarily want to be violent in the streets or anywhere, quite honestly. I'm, uh, that's a young man's sport is bar fighting. I'll watch. Don't kid yourself. I'll watch. Plus, you know what? Go fight your friends every Every goddamn weekday in your youth. Only to go fight another man in a cage in front of a larger audience. And do that for three years of your youth and your body will feel it in your early 30s. I, I can't make it up. But there you have it, folks. Red Deer Antifa. And they're trying to, he's racist for making an N-word joke. I wonder what the, I often wonder like the thought process of those individuals, you know, I'd love to meet one and just talk and like, just see the insanity. Is this the result of like putting your kids on ADHD medication at an early age? You know, is this like, is this weaponized autism? Is that what the end result is? Is you just, because you're an outlier of uh, friend circles in, in, in almost society in a way that you found like the group and they, they all gather, they, you know, we're going to fight racism. And it's like the autistic kid that's, uh, you know, a level 84 goblin on, on, on League of Legends. This is what's going to take me out. If that's what takes, if that's my end story, my God, I apologize to anybody who's been uh, listening to this podcast, listening, following throughout the years. If my picture rap is is uh, is a League of Legends or whatever fucking game that is that they play, God of War, I don't goddamn know. A Fortnite champion snuffs me in the public. I apologize to all my loved ones, those who. Uh, align themselves with danger cats. It was a good run and I'm sorry it had to end in such a tragic fashion. Cause I envision in my head that the women in there are very large and the men are very dainty, you know, like Jack skeleton type of builds and holding up a firearm of any sort is like you're really pushing, especially to extend it a shotgun of any, you know, 
The only reason they didn't shoot up a school is because the gun was too heavy. That's what I'm envisioning in my head. And like the women that like, I've never really seen a very attractive person, maybe prior that got involved with this. And like prior, it was like, they were skinny fit, played sports. I don't know. Fucking make up your own backstory to this human being. And somehow got indoctrinated with this ideology that they can be a great person by like grandstanding these issues that they have really nothing to do do with, you know? I can't imagine like the hate crimes are thriving in, in Red Deer. And, and, and like hate crimes in Canada are nothing further than somebody using a slur, you know? That's... That's quite, quite honestly, look it up. Most of the things that we consider hate crimes are just like two people that are arguing in public and you catch a snippet at the end of the argument and somebody slung something, you know? You just went off appearance, the first slur to come at you because you're trying to like dismantle this person mentally and you want to get them as angry as you are. So what do you do? You resort to like throwing slurs around. You got to drag them. You got a, you got a dirty box. It's not a clean boxing match. You got to drag them in and make it a bit of a brawl, you know, especially when somebody's like intellectually smarter than you, they can articulate thoughts much clearer and they have points to back up what they're fucking saying. You got to drag them into a dirty fight. You got to get them in those waters. And that's what I think most people try to do. And it's, uh, you know, we like to call it a hate crime up here because it's like, eh, we're, we're, we're kind of sensitive folk in Canada. It's like that. Where the hell was it in Vaughn, Ontario, when the guy was calling guys fags outside of uh, a liquor store because they bought Bud Light? And meanwhile, they were like, it was a couple. And I don't mean like a gay couple. I mean like a, a male-female couple. And then this guy's out there calling everybody faggots that bought Bud Light, you know, and they were considering that a hate crime. So that's like the extent of hate crime. So I can't imagine too many dudes are rolling around town looking like, where's the Jews? We got to get them, you know, out in Red Deer. First off, there's too much cocaine to snort in that town. And the liquor goes down much smoother than dry. Like, hey, let's find. And I can't imagine there's a thriving community of Jews to go and try and attempt to lynch. So you're left with just like, throwing a couple $50 words around to upset people. Which is Canadian hate crimes, baby. And thank God we got Antifa out there in Red Deer, ensuring that the fine folks are staying safe, not fe not feeling abused. You know, but then when you had, speaking of crimes... Let's get into our article. Police investigating investigating death of U.S. ice hockey player Adam Johnson, who died in a freak accident. Many of you have probably seen this by now. Uh, CNN, police are investigating the death of American ice hockey player Adam Johnson, who died on Saturday after a freak accident while playing for the Nottingham Panthers in England. You've probably seen the video. Very horrific. Uh, it, you know... Call it what you want, murder, an accident. It, it, it sucks because the only time America pays attention 
to hockey is if it, if something insane like this happens to like justify how crazy the game is, you know. And another uh, crazy thing is like once once this happens, um, with the game of hockey. Hold on, there was a Daily Mail article. That, uh, what, Adam, that I got to get to. Okay, here we go. The Toronto Star, maybe not so much the Daily Mail. Uh, so he was involved in a tragic on ice death. Now he's being targeted with racist attacks. Matt Petgrave, whose skate fatally cut Adam Johnson's neck, has been the target of spread racist attacks on X, formerly Twitter. Uh, the player whose skate cut Adam Johnson's neck in a game Saturday has been the target of racist attacks, a response experts say is typical for racialized players in sport. <laughs> I did see... Uh, now, these aren't my words. There's somebody else. 5% of the population in hockey and 100% of the, the murders. But America really only kind of pays attention to hockey if something tragic like this happens, you know? And when a murder happens in sport, then they're like, whoa, whoa what the hell? And I'm not saying like, hey, fucking racism. But it is... I don't want to say funny. I don't feel like that's the words, but it is crazy that it, 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 they, the gentleman whose skate cut this man is black. So again, back to my point, Canadian hate crimes. What do you do? You got to get, you got to get into skin. The only way you, you know how, and it's, yeah, he's black. Well, time to hit him with a couple tweets. I've had a few drinks. I'm on Twitter. I got some thoughts. I'm going to release them into the void. That's what we love to do. You love to sit on the... We're no different than Antifa at this point these days. It's just sitting on the goddamn couch, just yelling and screaming into the void. And then, you know, you, you know what I mean? Like, we just love to fucking throw our two cents in there. You know, this wasn't an accident. You got all these, like, uh, conservative Christian type personalities these internet personalities are this wasn't an accident most of these idiots haven't laced them up once they haven't laced them up once haven't put the old axe in the hands laced up the blades and went for a little scoot around the rink you know and all of a sudden now they're hockey experts overnight this is a it, Quite honestly, I've watched this a few times and I'm trying to decipher and it looks like before they had happened, it kind of knocked them off balance and, you know, you throw a foot up to try and... We've seen it. Dion Phaneuf laying out... Uh, fuck, who was it on... Uh, I cannot remember. He was on the Senators. Anyways, feet in the air. We've seen skates cut people before, but never fatally. A few times, a few close calls. Taylor Hall in warm-ups gets a skate in the face. There was that goalie in Buffalo back in the day. He took a skate to the neck. This is like, the I think, the second time in professional hockey that we know of 
And we got folks coming out of everywhere. You know, well, that guy tried to kill him. Listen, you'd have to be a fucking stone cold psychopath to go out there and deliberately, deliberately try to kill a man with your skate. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you got, fucking Happy Gilmore out here? That's what I mean. Like, some people, it's like when you have, you know, I, I hate to use women in this uh, in this comparison, but it's like, you know, when you're you're sitting there and you're listening to somebody talk, like fucking somebody who's never played, they may not understand the game, but you just don't understand the emotion that goes into it. I guess that's what it would be. It's like you don't understand the work ethic uh, of what these guys go through. You know, you sit there and you comment, well, he's making this much money a year. And it's like, for fuck's sakes, do you, you don't even know like how hard you have to work to get into the fucking NHL and how hard it is to stay there. Sure. You have superstars, right? You have all the superstars and then you got these offshoot leagues, even these leagues. There's no way fucking any one of you assholes that is listening to this right now could go into an open tryout and play for this fucking team where this guy was murdered on. You know, not a single one of you is a former Pittsburgh Penguin. And yet we want to sit back and like, well, I think everybody's got a goddamn, even the war, you know, the war. And I'm guilty of it too. Don't kid yourself. I'm not going to sit back and act like I'm not one of those guys. I love throwing my opinion around on Twitter, but it is, I, I, I actually, you know, maybe the difference between myself and maybe some folks out there is I will sit back and I'll criticize my own thinking, my own thoughts and how I act and how I perceive things. You know, I am a jackass. I'm just trying to stir the pot. That's all I'm trying to do. You know, I'm just trying to get on Red Deer Antifa's radar. So that way I can promote a fucking show these days. That way I got a little bit of content, a little bit of controversy behind me. I'm I'm guilty of it. I'm not about to sit back and act like I'm some sort of fucking holier than now type individual. I'm not going to sit back and act like, you know, well, I kick my feet up at night on a golden throne. That ain't the case. In fact, I'm an idiot. I, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and debate history with you. I'm not about to do that. Not about to... All right, you get the point. <laughs> you get the point. That's the problem with all of us, you know? We hop to the internet. Oh, look at that. You put a blade in the black guy's hand. <laughs> no wonder they want to play hockey. <laughs> fucking legalized killing out there. What's next? Is the suburb or the fucking ghettos of Chicago going to have a junior team? That's what I mean. Even fucking comics, you know? That's... I I, I hate to brag here, but if you look over my uh, left shoulder, right there, right above me, what does that say? Oh, what does that say? Tabor Minor Hockeys. Oh, I'll read it out to you. Right there. Tabor Minor Hockeys, most valuable player. Midget, okay? Brandon Black here, 2007 to 2008. So when it comes to discussing hockey topics, 
Look no further. MVP. So if you want to know a little bit about the game, you know, everybody's throwing their opinion around like they know what the hell they're talking about with this skate going in Buddy's neck. It's time for you to shut her down, okay? To me, looks like an accident. To me. If not, you played it off quite well and got away with murder on the ice. You know, as a greasy hockey player that I was, congrats. Not on killing somebody and getting away with it, but I mean, you got an ongoing investigation. But for that's that's a greasy move. I've never cut anybody with my skate. I'd butt end them in the ribs, but I never thought to myself like, oh, I should cut that guy in the throat. So anybody with a half decent skull in their head, <laughs> anybody with a half decent skull in their head. See, this is why you come to me because I'm the expert, even when it comes to like analogies. I don't know. I'm the guy you need. The punchline prince, MVP, Tabor Minor Hockey, right here before your eyes. And we'll discuss, you know, I would love to get racist as well as those on Twitter, but unfortunately, that would cause me more problems than I'm looking for right now, you know? Like the rest of those individuals, I'd like to throw an N around, you know, maybe, and just say, hey, fucking look at this, and mm. But I don't. Say it in the shower like the rest of us, you know, normal human beings. I sing it in the car to my favorite Tupac songs. I don't go throwing it around on Twitter, you know. I'll wait until the police investigation is over. Then I'll decide on whether or not I want to start throwing it around, you know. That's when it when it really matters. It's like once there's a, if there is an, a conviction that takes place. Oh, for fuck's sakes. This fucking guy. Everybody is just all on you, ain't they? Let me just fucking shoot this. Yeah. Oh. Johnson was playing for Nottingham. Let's get into the... Do we have a little bit of a video here on the Toronto Star? Are they touching on it? I'd love to hear... I'd love to hear CBC's take on this. You know, that's what we should be looking for. Uh, it's one of these stupid fucking. Let's head to YouTube and see if the CBC is is throwing their. God Almighty. Jesus Christ. Freak accident. Hockey player. Let's. See. I want to hear somebody else's take on this. Sports wars. Here we go. Oh, everything's all fucking. What the fuck is going on here? Oh God Almighty. Give me one second. This is how good this podcast is, you know? 
Let's fucking. You know, because CBC, one of the greatest news programs ever to exist. Former Pittsburgh Penguin Adam Johnson played for the Nottingham Panthers in England's elite league until a tragic accident this weekend. During a Halloween-themed matchup, his neck was severely cut by a skate in a freak collision with another player. Did anybody think... Hold on. Tragic accident this weekend. During a Halloween-themed matchup, his neck was severely cut by a skate... See? I knew it. This is why the NHL got rid of all these themed nights because that idiot was running around. See, all it took, you know, MVP right here was running around. He probably just watched one of them slasher movies and then he's got to go out there. See, this is why we can't have pride tape in the NHL because next thing you know, I'm going to see the pride tape and start blowing everybody in the fucking shower. Right there, CBC. Cleared it all up for us right there the first day. That's why I go to them for all of my news. Right there, Halloween theme. You got to get rid of the theme nights. Next thing you know, these assholes are going out there fucking thinking it's Freddy versus Jason. Cutting each other wide open like it's a fucking horror film. Unreal. So the NHL made a goddamn power move. Getting rid of these theme nights. You know, next thing, I guarantee you, we were probably one season away from a blow bang happening in the team shower. Thank the Lord above me. You know, my Catholic soul, my baptized Catholic soul has been cleansed as I can watch hockey again without a fucking pride night or a Halloween night. Because this shit happens. That's why you got to come to the experts. You know, they lobbed it up and I had to mail it home. You know, they, there's subliminal messaging hidden in all these goddamn articles. And what did I do? I sift through it right out of the gate. What does CBC have to say? Bam, right there. A fucking theme night. Thank the Lord above me. It doesn't exist. That's what, Jesus Christ. Eight in a freak collision with another player in front of thousands of shocked fans, including kids. Uh, the players went straight to him. Everything stopped. Two girls on their own in front of me were like going to the mum, you know, as he died and she couldn't really answer. Officials ended the game and cleared the arena, but medical personnel could not save Johnson's life. In a statement, the Panthers say the team is heartbroken and they're not the only ones, as the incident raises new questions about safety. It's obviously uh, hits, you know, real close to home for me because, you know, I, I almost died from the same accident. Former NHL player Clint Malarchuk suffered a similar injury when he played for the Buffalo Sabres back in 1989. Malarchuk says his mom saw it happen on live TV. And now he's thinking about what Johnson's family must be going through. I, I just can't. Wow. Well, now he... He's yeah, I can't imagine that's easy. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and be like, yeah, whatever you say. No, no, no. That's that's very disingenuous. And it is a horrific event. You know, obviously we're fucking around here. You know, obviously Antifa. <laughs> They're gonna be my new fucking enemy. No, who did this? Antifa can't uh, put into words how it must be for them you know and 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 you know the kids from minnesota a big hockey state and 
the whole the whole hockey world's been affected by this for sure. Others say this tragedy only highlights the importance of wearing protective equipment like neck guards, including this former junior player who also suffered a similar injury. I got about 25 stitches on the side of my cheek. Um, and, you know, I'm, I keep saying that I'm lucky. But again, I think it was just because I was wearing a helmet and the proper equipment that uh, I needed at the time. In the NHL, some players choose to wear neck guards. We reached out to Hockey Canada, which says neck guards are mandatory for all players in minor <laughs> hockey and in the women's league. All right. Yeah, we got the point here. So there you have it. We got to the nitty gritty. Get rid of the theme nights in hockey. It's the only thing left to do, you know? For the Americans that are just up and, oh, black guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't drag race into this. It has everything to do with the fucking theme nights. Everything to do with the theme nights. Now, this next... We're going to move on because that's quite horrific and we're going to go a little more horrific. You know, the dating world is a, it's in shambles. You know, there is a new dating tactic that tricks men into pursuing women. Dark femme energy. You know, that's what we are. You know, I, I, like I've said numerous times uh, on this show is, oh, where's her video? Let's get into her video. Well, we'll talk a little bit. Dark femme energy. Women have been sharing bonkers methods. Bonkers method. <laughs> they swear makes men go gaga for them, but be warned, it's not for faint-hearted. There's a new dark dating trend currently doing the rounds, and many women are claiming it makes men go gaga for them. In fact, I may get in trouble for spilling the beans on this manipulative tactic but it's got me fascinated okay so uh we're gonna we're gonna watch this together because we deserve to know we got to be in the know about these dark feminine there are some ways that you can start activating your dark feminine energy and dark feminine isn't a negative thing it's this sultry sexy side of you that feels absolutely empowered being in your feminine energy. So number one, dress up. When you look good, you feel good. Number two, self- <laughs> Oh, look presentable. Look presentable. That's, oh, that, who would have thought? I thought, you know- when I go out on a first date, I'm like, Jesus Christ, why aren't you in pajama pants and a Jack Skellington? I want to, you should be shopping at the Hot Topic. What the hell is this? You need an oversized hoodie and some of those weird goth stitched pants with a lot of zippers on them, you know, and a pair of Doc Martin boots dress up. Oh, wow. We're really getting into it. You know, like, fellas. It's getting hard for me to take anything serious these days. You know, this is the stuff that, you know, that here's the problem is first off, you got this lady sitting here, good looking lady, giant tits, dress up. That's what she said. Dress up, right? Like, like this, like this sultrin doesn't have cock being thrown at her 
every time she walks into some sort of establishment serving alcoholic beverages. You know? I'm sure that the dating world is quite tough for her. I imagine that dating is tough, but getting fucked is easy if, if we're shooting it straight. Self-love and self-care routines. Number three, wear makeup and accentuate your features. Number four. What the hell is going on here? Four, get your nails done and pamper yourself. Let's go back. Go the fuck. Hold the phone. Number five, buy yourself some beautiful flowers. Smell you. That feels absolutely empowered being in your feminine energy. So number one, dress up. When you look good, you feel good. Number two, self-love and self-care routines. Number and what would that be? Self-love. Look in the mirror. Tell yourself that you're great. You're wonderful. You deserve more than what you're getting right now. And the more that you do this in front of your mirror, put positive quotes around the house. So that way you don't go into a deep spiral of depression, of being lonely. Because that's what's going to attract men, is if they walk into your house and see post-its all around and being like, you're the queen that everybody hails. That's what you need. Self-love. And uh, what was it? Self-care routine? A self-care routine? So basically, uh, the first two, right out of the gate, are just like what I would call the bare minimum of just taking care of yourself and uh, presenting yourself in a way that, you know, and this is supposed to drive men gaga, according to this uh, article. According to this article, those first two things are really hitting home for a lot of ladies out there, right? Oh, yes, totally. That's why I'm not getting a date. It's because I look like a fucking slob. Move, if that's the case, if you're overweight and you're just trying to find love, you got to get out of the city and move to a remote area, specifically maybe Northern Canada, nor like into a town. You will find love easier than anybody in that city that you are currently in. I guarantee you that. Get away from the city because this is what you're competing against is brain dead females that, you know, any guy that has any sort of confidence or communication skills can easily take that home, can easily take this woman home without a doubt. You know, there are tactics that men have that defeat all of this. You know, I know guys that are dog ugly that, that, that could easily swindle this 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 fucking dark femme energy and use it a potion against them. Oh, you wore that tonight? You just dis destroy, mentally destroy them, and they cannot handle it. It's very easy, gentlemen. Number three, wear makeup and accentuate your features. Number makeup, accentuate your, accentuate your features. So hide all of the hide all the negative things wear makeup this is what the fuck seven ways to attract your dark femme energy feminine energy number four get your nails done and pamper yourself number five buy yourself some beautiful how is this who wrote this article and thought to themselves this is the video right 
that's going to, all of this is just self-centered behavior of like pampering yourself, buy yourself flowers, uh, dress up so that way you feel good, right? And then what, this is supposed to make me feel insecure because there's an attractive woman in the room? Is that what it is? And I'm supposed to chase you around town? Is that what, you bought yourself flowers, so today I'm just going to waste my fucking day chasing you around because you bought yourself flowers? Who, in their right mind, makes this video, re-watches it and be like, I crushed it. The ladies are going to fucking feel this. All of, they're going to feel this. They're going to feel what I feel. And, and not, this is where, this is where my head starts to spin because they do this, right? A hot woman puts this out here and it like inflates the ego of, let's say, let, there's attractive people and there's not attractive people. I think we can agree with that. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say like, I'm some sort of male model, Right. I'm not out there. I'm not on magazine covers. I'm not getting calls to go and model goddamn Calvin Klein underwear anytime soon. It ain't going to happen, you know? So, you know what, boys? Know what you got to do? What's the, what? Maybe I got to, I got to fucking remake a video. Seven ways to attract your dark masculine energy. Call up your ex. Tell her she's a whore. Go out and buy those gas can Oakleys. Start wearing your hat backwards. You know, hit up some shitty band tee website and really spend some money on your favorite bands, your favorite little wrestlers, all that. Grow a mustache. Grow a mustache. Start a brand. Start a brand, start podcasting. And when that all that starts to crumble because, you know, you're out partying every weekend, you're doing cocaine, then get into stand-up comedy. Really attract that dark masculine energy, fellas. Beautiful flowers, smell them, and look at them. Number two. <laughs> get the hell out of here. Light some, some beautiful flowers, smell them, and look at them. Some beautiful flowers, smell them, and look at them. Go one more time for the kids at home. Pamper yourself. Number five, buy yourself some beautiful flowers, smell them, and look at them. <laughs> Just smell them, look at them. That's it. Just buy some flowers, smell them, and look at them. Next thing you know, you're Corella Goddamn DeVille of the Dark Feminine Arts. Ay, ay, ay. Number six, light some scented candles. And number seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The fuck you doing a seance? And the last one. Take a hot bath, meditate in that bath and focus on your dreams and your goals. If you want to. You got to be shitting me. You got to be shitting me. This is the life advice that we're pa that women are passing around to one another, my dear lord. 
It is like there, there, there is something disturbingly wrong with like attractive people trying to give advice because you start to believe, you know, scientists are meant to be ugly for a reason because you look at that and be like, yeah, he's a dweeb. I believe him. You put a hot girl out there and be like, listen, the COVID vaccine is a hundred percent safe. And you'd be like, kiss my ass. It is. You got a hot female out there trying to tell you that. That's why you got to put ugly fucks like Dr. Fauci because you're like, eh, okay. This guy's not wasting his time getting pussy or anything like that. He had to become a scientist and then, you know, get high-end escorts to fuck ladies like this, right? You don't look at, you don't look at Neil deGrasse Tyson and you're like, hmm, slaying it. That guy's out there crushing ass. You know, you put Brad Pitt out there and he's like, listen, the vaccine is 100% effective and it's safe. You'd be like, fuck off. Get the hell out of here. Like I believe you. You know, you can't trust attractive people. Attractive people are meant to be in like ads. You know, it's supposed to look sexy. All these attractive people are having fun. They're going to fuck one another. The last thing, and my point is being proved right here, is the last thing they should be doing is giving life advice of any sort because it, what the hell did you get out of that? Tell me. I know there's women that listen to this podcast, okay? I know that they are out there. Very few of them, but I know they exist. When you hear that, did you think to yourself, boy, oh boy, I'm going to tap into my dark feminine side. And all the dudes are going to be attracted to me because I took a bath and thought. I lit a candle. That's part of it. Light a candle. That's her. Literally. You learn how to use your feminine energy to. Number six, light some scented candles. And number seven, That's take it. a hot bath. Number six, light some scented candles. You're going to have a seance. And next thing you know, Dolly Parton will appear in this cloud of smoke once you blow out the candles and she will guide you to being the most luscious, sought-after piece of ass in whatever town you reside in. Get the hell out of here. Meditate in that bath and focus on your dreams and your goals. So have a bath and take a think. Have a little think tank. Take a bath and think. Just think about things. What do you want? What do you want to do? What do you want to do tomorrow? Make plans. That's what ladies like. They love plans. Just lay in the bath and make plans. If you want to learn how to use your feminine energy to attract and manifest the life of your dreams, check out the guide at the top of my page for a powerful guidebook that's helping so many women attract the life of their dreams. Get the hell out of here, lady. Let me. Please tell me. I swear to God. If there is a link tree to some download your feminine guide today, okay, you got to be shitting me. She's selling feminine energy manifestation guidebook for $17, 30-minute call with her. After that advice... I can only imagine the amount of brain-dead women that have made a $30 or $60 
phone call for a half an hour with this individual. See, hot people, this is, now we get to the, again, hot people sell things. You see that and you want to buy. Unreal. But then again, I'm probably falling for some stupid shit, right? Like she paid for a New York Post ad. So that way she can sell some of her nonsense to idiots. I almost want to buy one just to read it on this podcast. So that way we can have a little fun one day. $11, I think it's worth it. And then we'll go through it. Maybe we'll do it on the Patreon. Maybe. But guess what? We're back. Hate mail is back. We got some people writing in. I know. It's been a while. It's been a few episodes. We love the hate mail around here. You love the hate mail around here. Send it in. You can send a voice recording to my email if you'd like your voice on the podcast. Imagine how great that would be. Hearing your own voice through your own speakers or headphones, email me, unclehack at dangercats.tv with the subject line hate mail, please, and thank you so that way I don't miss it. Because when it says hate mail, then I know. Ooh, all right. We got something for the show. Uncle Hack at DangerCats.tv. And you can get whatever you want off your chest. Old lady problems. Maybe you fucking, you're having car problems. I don't know. Maybe you don't like immigrants. I don't give a fuck. Write whatever the hell you want. All right, our first piece of hate mail today. What's going on, big dog? I'll get straight to it, unlike the other uh, the other illiterate boneheads that mail in here. I'm from shithole Ontario, and I'm getting pretty fucking tired of the way this country's turning. The people immigrating here don't speak a lick of English, and being uh, and being honest, are all pretty skull bent. the The economies in the ditch. I drag off to work to make the same bullshit money to pay taxes to fund wars that nobody cares for. It's like seeing the place burn to the ground around you, and we all know nothing's going to change. What the fuck is the fix, man? Hate to say it, but fuck, World War III might be the only thing that sets the record straight on these fruitcakes. Hard to believe we even got to this point. It's honestly depressing, though, it's honestly depressing, though, and being wearing everyone down collectively, I think. Anyways, thanks for the sick podcast, man. Listen to each one and even your danger tours. And even one of your danger tours. When you come to Ontario, keep it up, brother. Cheers. What the fuck is the fix? I think you just nailed it. You know, I think a lot of people are depressed because that's what it's designed to do. I don't everything that these problems are going to touch down over here. And I like to think that, but when, when your neighbor to the South, then I'm speaking as a Canadian here is actively at war with some country like the, the, the mil, the U S military, as much as we love to dog on the U S military, they are a, a fucking, they're a powerhouse. Okay. And I think what we're seeing here is another, De, it's a, it's another attack to destabilize the Middle East so that way the Americans can still hold power when it comes to their dollar being the strongest you know there's a lot of things that go involved uh, that are that are involved with this and I think it's designed for us to stay depressed stay scared you know you're seeing war on TV we've never experienced it we're 
we're not like those people over there that, that, you know, that are on the Gaza Strip or in the West Bank or any of those countries surrounding it because we haven't felt the effects of war. Sure, there's a shooting in your neighborhood, but it's, you know, it's done and over with within a fucking, what, a half an hour? 45 minutes, police are there, there's an investigation going on where these countries that don't have that, it, 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 and, and they're used to this war-torn landscape and the kind of ill treatment towards them. It is difficult for them to come over here and assimilate with our culture because we do things differently and they're a hardened, per- they're hardened people. They've seen some shit that you and I only watch in movies. And it's happened in, in front of our minds, right in front of our, like, our eyelids, bro. So it's, it's hard for us to sit here and be like, what the fuck, you know? But I, th- these, these wars, I don't know. I, 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 I hate to say it, but this doom and gloom uh, mentality that most of us have, I think, is warranted at this point. Because you just went through, like, two years of just mental abuse, I would say arguing with one another. It was a full-on psyop against the general public into believing that, you know, this this cough was going to kill you and it had us screaming and yelling at one another. It was quite disgusting, the human behavior that came out of that. None of us really woke up towards it. You know, it got me in the beginning. And then as time went on, it was like, oh shit, I, uh, I fell for it. I fell for the trick. And, you know, maybe I am, a, maybe I am a COVID denier. Maybe I'm not, brother. But anyways, our second piece of hate mail. Dear Uncle Hack, you puck fucked dick broom cunt. Oh, okay. Just loading it up. How many concussions have you had on the ice? I have no idea. I don't know if that's a question or a statement there. There was no question mark at the end. I love your content. If I didn't have it on the way to work, so help my fuck, I would probably go out like an asshole and swerve into oncoming traffic and take out a family of five on my way out. You should bring on a blue-haired wildebeest lib and just wind her right up. Wind her right up. Everything you, you say about retards with money is right. Fuck me, did I laugh. You basically described every douchebag in Fort St. John too duplexes and RVs and driveways for days. (laughs) My question for you is, do you think dumb sluts will ever stop wanting to spread their asshole apart on OnlyFans or what? And will you ever shave that greasy fucking dick broom off your lip? Big time fan, always. Uh, As as far as the mustache, I don't think I'll ever shave it off. I like it. It it brings a creepy element to my aesthetic, and I enjoy that. It's... Uh, it kind of keeps people away at times. I know, like, uh, like I said, I'm not, a, I'm not the most handsome individual on the planet. So it, it adds to this, um, almost, I don't want to say child molester because I would never go that far, but it was like, almost like I, I, I get off on scaring kids look. 
your question. Do you think dumb sluts will ever stop wanting to spread their asshole apart on OnlyFans or what? Well, you got to think about this, okay? Dating it back to the Renaissance times, as ladies would sit there with their tits out and a guy would paint them. So you tell me. I don't. I think you've, we've just made it more accessible. Back in those times, you know, you had to get a woman to sit there for who knows how long. I think like fucking two weeks they had to sit there and you'd paint the titties and it, and it became, that's where it all began. And then the, the, the camera was invented and we were able to take photos. And of course, we're, we're a very grotesque, perversive society. So, you know, it, it became, it didn't take long before we're taking photos of breasts and pussies and maybe even our cocks and Polaroids came around. So I think that something like this was destined to happen given how we were in the past once we got our hands on technology. And I am even stating like that, and I'm even saying like that technology dates and dating back to the paintbrush, right? When we had pencils, as we were, when we were kids, we were drawing titties and dicks and pussies, right? We were all doing that. So I think it's just an evolution of the time. And uh, we'll look back on this as uh, a finer moment, like we do with the Sears catalog and the nudes and the bush and all that that was in there, uh, with the sunshine girl in the newspaper, you know, there was various items around the house that you would go to for jerk-off material, and, and now it's just more accessible. So, and I, I think the only thing that really upsets us as guys is like seeing some of these ladies really racking in the dough doing it, you know? And rightfully so, if you're going to put yourself out there in that manner, I think that you should be compensated handsomely for that, right? If I was going to spread my hoop on OnlyFans, I would only hope that I would uh, garner a decent wage from doing these devious acts. But I think, my friend, you just have to accept this society that we live in. I know most women aren't really... You know, they they do have morals, but these ladies that do have loose morals, see, they used to get their attention in bars or, you know, they would they would have to get it sexually in in like a in, in a contact manner where now they're getting it in a more digital manner and they're compensated for it, right? Because the town slut used to just suck dick so that way there was like attention on there. Now they can just sit in their home and suck a dildo that's on the wall, on the bathroom wall record it, put it on the internet, and they get the same attention that they got in the past, and then some, even more. Like I said, you, there's a monetary value to it, as well as the attention has increased because you're accessible on the internet. So, I don't think it's ever going to end. And with that being said, thank you for listening to another episode of the Uncle Hack Podcast. Please, if you want an extra episode of this podcast, please uh, head on over to the uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash DangerCat69. The link is down below in the description or in uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you can hit up uh, you can hit up the link tree. I got one of those. No hoop spreading going on in there and uh, no nudes on my Twitter, but I do love seeing a, a link tree in a slut's bio because especially when it says Twitter in there, you're like, nice. Anyways, uh, patreon.com slash DangerCat69 for an extra episode of the Uncle Ag podcast. They are both video and audio on there. So please, uh, if you have fucking want an extra episode, head on over. Head on over. For the cost of one beer 
in a uh, in a peeler bar, you can have an ex- extra, I think, three to four episodes a month, video and audio. Thank you, and good night. <laughs>